Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. Oh my gosh. I love Darcy Benincosa. You're going to love this woman. She is so fun and so cool and so intelligent and a true professional. So she has been, I think, one of the most sought after destination luxury wedding photographers in the world. But out of that, she's also become a very well-renowned business coach, specifically for creatives. And that's part of why we brought her on here today. So she and I met through a mastermind that she was involved with. And then she became a client of Brand Builders Group. And I'm always kind of like, why are you a client? You're so amazing. But she's so humble and she's such a student that way. And then she was in one of our events and everyone started asking her all these questions. And it was like, oh my gosh, we have to just get Darcy in front of all of you so that you can learn because she's done a ton. Okay. So as a photographer, I mean, she's been featured in so many different things. And as a business coach or teacher, she's been featured in HuffPo, ABC, NBC, The View, Upworthy. I mean, her photography has been in every major wedding publication like Martha Stewart and Harper's Bazaar and Style Me Pretty. Like, So she's got a master's degree. So she has that interesting balance of classic education. Like me, I have a master's degree, but also really am more of an entrepreneur. And anyways, I'm just excited for you to meet the energy that is Darcy Benincosa. So welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, it's such a privilege to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for that introduction. I've done a lot in 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't look 40 at all. Sunscreen. <laughs> uh, yes. So I guess there's so many things I want to ask you about, but I think that the place that we should start just to like get right to what is probably most relevant for our audience is I think that of all of our clients, you're one of the people that is really well experienced with video courses, creating yes. them, pricing them, launching them, promoting them. And so I think maybe we just dive in with that. So give me an idea of what percentage of your business come from courses and how many mm. courses do you have? And just give us like the overview of what courses mean in Darcy's world. Yeah. So for a long time, I was just shooting weddings. I think a lot of us just offer a service, right? I was out shooting weddings, doing brand shoots. I was so good at storytelling. And of course, as always happens, when you get really good at something, 
people who want to be good at it start inquiring, hey, can you teach me how to do that? Can mm. you teach me how to do that? And I realized as a business person, yes, I was tied to photography, but I knew I didn't want to be shooting weddings when I was 70. So I thought this is a great new avenue of another client I can serve. So I started creating the education and creating ways of helping photographers book clients. So at first it was about 0%. Then I would say the year I finally decided to launch a course, it became a third. I launched a course like the first with my year. I had a six-figure launch my first time launching wow. something because I really didn't launch until I had served my audience for a couple of years. And that launch was huge for me. I didn't do any paid advertising either. Wow. That's what blows my mind. <laughs> so wow. all my clients were just ready to buy what I had to offer because I had been serving them. And I think making sure you don't launch too soon before you've served them enough, before they want. There's so many laws to marketing. The law of reciprocity is a big one. Make sure you've given so much to them that by the time you launch something, they are just ready to buy from you because you've served them so well. And mm. I think that's what happened with my first course. And then I got really zealous. And right after that, I created another one. And I think I did that a little too soon. But then I started listening to what they were asking. And I started creating things that I did really well that I didn't realize people would pay me to learn. Like I thought, oh, this isn't a big deal. And then it turned out to be something everybody needed help with. So I have a lot of courses, I'll be honest. I have probably more than a lot of people recommend, but they do really well. Interesting. Okay. So when people hear course, I know this is such a basic question, but how many videos are in a course? How long do they have to be? How professionally shot do they have to be? Do you have to rent a studio and go do it with full lighting? Can you do it on your phone? Just give us a sense of that and, and maybe correlate it with price points because I'm sure it's like the yeah. answer is it depends. It can be all those different things. But just since you've actually had so much different experience, how would you price different modalities and volumes and that kind of thing? So let me tell you my lowest price course and my highest price course. So my lowest price Perfect. course is $49. It includes 15 videos okay. that are each 6 to 12 minutes long. Okay. And it's a very niche course. It's teaching photographers how to shoot a meter film. Do you remember film? Mm, I do remember really. film, <laughs> but I don't know what meter film is. Is that like the most old film? Yeah, most people shoot digital, but film is making a comeback, especially with hipsters. I've always shot it. So I'm teaching people how to meter light for their camera to shoot film. Okay. I do it really quickly, really succinctly, and it's a $49 course. I put it cheaper because it's really easy. It's quick to get through. And I wanted them to have an experience with me so they could see how I was as a teacher. And mm. that one, I just have one video from the course on YouTube. It's the most searched YouTube term by photographers. You guys might not get it, so don't get lost in the language, but it just says how to shoot a meter film. And that's exactly what they type into the search bar. And I don't know. That's even the have a title of your video. That's the title of one of the videos in the course that I put on YouTube. And then I have a link to buy the $50 course and I sell a couple of those a week. That course is paid for my groceries since I put it up in 2017. And the awesome thing about that content is it never changes. Hmm. Shooting film is a thing that 
is always the same. How to do it is always the same, which is awesome to have as a course because- So your whole funnel there is one of the videos in the course mm -hmm. you made publicly available and mm -hmm. then you have a link in the description and yeah. like a card that, come, that Basically, slides like, out. If you want to learn more in depth, this is what I cover. Click here to buy the course because there are a lot of other videos on YouTube like that, but mine is the best. <laughs> I'm a really good teacher and I did my research well and I made sure I was very clear. And so it's a 12 minute video. It has almost 100,000 views and people are watching it every single day. Yeah. And that's one of the funnels. One of the And so it's not even really a marketing. It's the actual video in the course itself. And then if you want more, boom, and you click and you go to a sales page that tells what's in the course or do you go straight yeah. to a shopping cart? Yeah, pretty much to, I think, a landing page in Kajabi that then tells what's in the course and they can just buy it. And did you shoot it on your iPhone? Or, I mean, I you're used, a photographer, so you have a little bit of an advantage with the production quality. So I used to make a ton of YouTube videos and I would rent out a studio for like 300 bucks and pay my friend 300 bucks and he would come in and we would shoot all day long, 12 hours a day. We were mm. in a studio that had light and then he would go and edit all the videos. So I created that course in about two hours. I just wrote down everything people needed to learn. I got up, I taught it. I didn't need a lot of cue cards for that one. I had my meter, I had my camera, and that one was really easy. And I could run paid ads to that if I wanted. I just have other things that I run ads to. So that one had just, I love seeing how it performs on YouTube. Interesting. Okay. So what's your most expensive one? So my most expensive one is the one without me. So I do coaching with me, but without me, it's $1,495. It's $1,495. It's called the marketing map. And it's basically how to market yourself as a creative with really tried and true services if you are just a service, because so many of these things that teach you are like, you have to have a product or a course or anything like this. And this is basically like, I have a service. If I was a photographer, so these are photographers, different kinds of creatives that have one service to offer. How do you market that? Mm. And it goes through very in-depth how to market that. So hold on. So one, one okay. thing just for y'all listening, because this is interesting, because in our phase one event, we talk about five ways to monetize a personal brand and we call them the PAIDs, P-A-I-D-S, but then the S is services. And we talk about how the fastest path to cash is a service, is your it time is. for money, but it's the least scalable. And I think that's really, really unique because you're right. Everyone teaches you how to sell one of the other ones, but to actually get more gigs if you're a singer or get more bookings if you're a photographer. So that's really specific. So how many videos are in it and how long is it and all that? Yeah. And I will say really quickly, most people come to me with only knowing how to sell their services. And mm. what I teach in the marketing map is yes, here's how to sell your service. But then I also give them a lot of ideas for how to eventually bring in passive income. Because the way I serve my clients is let's monetize your service. Let's get you making six figures at least because everybody's working way too hard to not least be making six figures. And then let's open up your mind and let that creative genius flow for how you can eventually change your business model to not be so service-based so you cannot work so hard. But a lot of people at the beginning of their businesses 
service-based. I think that's where we all kind of start. And then we learn what our gifts are. So that one is six maps. I call them maps instead of modules because I'm a destination wedding photographer, travel, all of that stuff. So it's six maps. And in each map, there are four videos. And then I update that with a very good masterclasses about every quarter. So I have genius SEO people come in, genius Google analytics people come in, blogging people, things like that, where I'm always serving that audience by recording new masterclasses as well. Oh, okay. So you include them in like a growing archive of just specialty classes, but then the set part of it is for you it's said it's six, six modules with four six, videos. Four videos. Mm-hmm. So it's 24 videos. How long mm-hmm. are they? I know most people say only do 10 minute videos. I think you need to know how compelling you are. And I happen to be a really good storyteller. So <laughs> some of my videos are up to 25 minutes long, okay. maybe 30. I didn't plan them that way. I just had so much to share on that, but I try not to overwhelm. So they're very well organized. They're very much by topic and they very much lead on a journey. Now I could have included another 40 videos of content, but you want to make sure you don't overwhelm your audience. And one thing you really want to make sure with courses is that people can finish it because they feel successful when they finish it. And I have a very Mm. big mission to help people finish their courses with me because how many of us buy a million courses and don't finish them. I have been guilty Mm -hmm. of that. And so I like to make my clients feel very successful, feel very much like I led them on a very targeted journey that isn't all over the place. Well, I think the thing that's interesting to me is you go, that one is 24 videos. Your other one, the $49 one is 15 videos. Mm -hmm. So it's not really about the quantity of videos. It's priced more upon the value of the information Mm -hmm. to the person about how translatable this information is into helping someone make money from what you're teaching them. Yeah, I think so. Because with the how to shoot a meter film, I'm teaching them one basic skill. That skill could or could not bring them income into their business. It's more Mm. like this could be a hobby. This could be something I just want to learn for fun. The marketing map, if they follow what's in there, that teaches them how to have a half a million dollar photography business. And they could scale it to even more. But that's basically where I'm coming at it from because... You can't make more than half a million if you only offer services. That's my opinion in photography because you'd be shooting all the time and you wouldn't have enough time to edit and all of these things. So it's basically how to scale to that with the idea of, hey, if you want to then after the services bring in passive income and stuff, it hints at that, but it doesn't niche to that. Okay. So for this one, let's talk about the marketing map or just the one that's $14.97. So how do you market it? And you said you had a six-figure launch, Mm -hmm. your first launch. So part of this, I guess, is you go, okay, what skill set do I have that I can teach people? You outline the course. I mean, this is what we do in Captivating Content, right? In Mm -hmm. our event, we're kind of like, okay, let's outline it. Let's block it all out. Then you come into a studio, you're going to shoot it. You're going to have to edit the videos and eventually you're going to have to upload them somewhere, whether it's Kajabi or Thinkific or could be YouTube Unlisted, even if it was like your very first course. But once you have the course done, how do you sell the actual course? Let's talk about what you did in that first one and then what you Mm -hmm. do now because you didn't do any paid acquisition before. 
And I will say in the marketing map, you only see me during the welcome video. The rest of the time, it's PowerPoint presentations with my voice because mm. I created it all at home and my neighbor's dog barks a lot. So I had to create these videos at like 1 a.m. So I was in my room recording with my voice. I would mess up. So if with screen flow, you can record your whole screen. I'd have a PowerPoint. If I didn't like how something sounded, I'd stop re-record it, and then you can edit everything out. You can edit out your ums, your mistakes. You get really close to a microphone, suddenly every breath you intake sounds so loud. So you yep. can edit all of that stuff out. So the way that I did it is I did a webinar funnel first. And I had read everything, Jeff Walker's launch book, everything that said like do a 10-day, 14-day launch. And I just knew that wasn't enough time for my audience. So I actually launched for six weeks. And every week I I would teach a live webinar because I'm really good live and I wanted to serve them, answer all their questions. And so I would market the live webinar on Instagram, which is where most of my following is, and to my email list. And every week I got on and did a live webinar and I closed some of those webinars at $40,000 at the end of it with people buying the product. And so you're saying that's the same webinar repeated six times or yeah. six different? Okay. No, nope, once the a same week. Same webinar. Mm -hmm. And I just got people on there live. And here's the crazy thing, you guys. I didn't have the course created at the time I started selling it mm -hmm. because I think all of us have a course or something inside of us, but it always takes the back. We just always put it off in terms of other work. And I knew if I had sold it, I would make it. So I not only <laughs> sold the course for six weeks, I took six weeks to make it. Oh, so you were making it during that time that you were yeah. selling it. You were actually Yeah, and I got their it. questions. Like I had it outlined. <laughs> I knew what I was doing, but with more of their questions, I was like, oh, I should add that in. Oh, that needs to be added in. And then I would just create videos and content every night. It was crazy. And this is classic phase two brand builder stuff too, right? It's like, we're all about the webinar funnel. You've got some traffic sources. Mm -hmm. You drive them to a webinar. You rock their world, like give, give, give. Mm -hmm. And then you tell them what you have available. Like it's not rocket science. If yeah. you know something and you serve people and you create reciprocity, like you're going to sell some of these. If you're teaching on something that you should be teaching on, like something that you know something about. But the webinar itself, did you create fancy slides for mm -hmm. it and all of that stuff? Did you take the time to create like a nice webinar slide deck? Yeah. Here's the thing about photographers and knowing your audience is so helpful. Yeah. Photographers are very much about aesthetic. So I don't do like these masculine click funnel type things. Mine are very beautiful. They're very much photography heavy. They all have a strong brand from the way I present my fonts. Like I feel like the visual identity of my brand is one of the top that I have seen and it very is. consistent. Really so my really slides are gorgeous and they show compelling images. Images. I talk about how I took these images, working with Harper's Bazaar in Thailand and all of these things that, not to brag, but to show this is what you can do when you build your business in this way. So yes, I had beautiful slides and I really taught something in the webinar that wasn't in the course, but very much 
served them and made them want more. And it really gave them the experience of, oh my gosh, if I just got this much information off of Darcy off 60 minutes, what could I get from an entire course? Mm -hmm. And that's the way I've always run my webinars is I want people to feel like what they got off my webinar, they would have literally paid at least $300 of information for. Mm -hmm. We feel the same way. Our philosophy has never been tease them, don't give them anything and make them buy. It's the inverse. It's like over deliver. And Grant Cardone has his 10X rule. For us, the 10X rule that I think about is deliver 10 times the amount of value in advance of what you're asking them to pay. And then, you know, it's like exactly what you're saying when they're going, man, I've gotten so much already. Like, how could I not buy from this person? So I love that. But that was it. There weren't Facebook ads. Like in your case, you had an organic audience between Instagram and email that you had built up and you just said, hey, come check this out. The only thing you really designed was like that first slide deck and then you had the outline of the course clearly and then you were designing the course on the fly as you went along. And I think I used my sense of humor in Instagram stories. So I called it magic marketing and I photoshopped myself in with a picture of Magic Mike, which Rory, you probably do not know this movie, but <laughs> oh, I know this movie. with a lot of my audience. I, I was almost cast for it as an impact. Okay, um, yes, I could see that. They, they, <laughs> so, they, they weren't willing to pay me enough money for my abs, so I was like. <laughs> so I think I use my humor. I use my compellingness. I went on live and invited people there, made sure that they wouldn't want to miss it. And that's the one thing about my audience. Everybody can create a course, but I think once you sell a course and people do not give good feedback and you kind of missed your boat or you Mm. didn't over deliver or you sold a course you had no business teaching and you didn't have enough experience. There are a lot of people in the industry and when people buy from me, they're like, oh, I've been burned before, you know? And I really think having a high standard if you're going to become, like you said, your reputation. So I Mm -hmm. make sure every course, I don't make sure it's perfect because then I never put it out, but I make sure that It is what I know I can teach, that I'm very good at it. I'm organized. Organizing the information is huge for people as you teach. And I've learned from you, making sure you have organized information that is easily obtained, ingested by people so they can take it away and change a behavior. I learned that change the behavior from you at your captivating content. I have been doing it. I just didn't realize I was Mm -hmm. changing a behavior and that's really key for courses. You want people to come away transformed. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it's kind of like the best marketing ever is when your students actually change their actual behavior because then they're thinking about you and they're doing things and they're telling people. So I really, really love that. So that was how you launched the first one. Now, what happens after that? Like how often have you launched? Do you do paid traffic now? 1500 bucks, you don't have to sell too many of those things. Most people, in order to quit their job kind of a thing, if you're good at building an audience and doing it consistently. So what happens after that first launch? Yeah. So I think what's really important after that first launch is to understand your content calendar. So at the beginning of each year, I map out my exact sell dates, like what am I selling so that I can pre-plan the content that I'm putting out that goes along with it. So for example, my next big course that I'm launching, it's a new course. I'm launching it in May. That means everything from March and April is content that helps people see, oh my gosh, I will eventually need this course. So I think planning out your content, 
selling three to four times a year, not being afraid to sell. I was on a coaching call with actually some people that we know about courses and somebody said, I don't want to be annoying when I sell. And you know, women are the only ones who ask me that question. No man is ever (laughs) like, I don't want to be annoying when I sell. And I think, you know, if you're really offering a service, then selling is part of that. So I make sure I sell about four times a year. And a mistake that I made was trying to sell too many things at once. I remember I had Mm. a course I was launching, a group coaching program I was launching, and an in-person retreat. And I needed to sell them all at the same time. That was a horrible thing. It was really hard to sell any of them well. And I did that last year accidentally. I was like, Mm. oh my gosh, we planned too many launches at once. So this year, we're very careful. I have exactly the dates where I'm selling things. So from that, you can keep selling one signature course if you want. Like Marie Forleo's model, she sells B-School every March. She then does live calls with it for six weeks. And the rest of the year, she's putting out free content that drives people to trust her to then join B-School. I love teaching, so I have a lot of courses. I put out one that was cheaper. It was $149, and it answered a very niche question. I do custom proposals for all my luxury clients, and it was how to prepare those to make sure that you book that client, how to give them, like you call it, a compelling offer to make sure you book that client, and how to make sure that proposal speaks to them. And that course has been really, really powerful. Are most of your courses south of a couple hundred bucks or is it just kind of like all over the place? So with my product value ladder, which is how do your courses rank? I have 149, I have two 149s, and then I have the 1400. So now I'm creating the 497. And I think a 497 course is a really sweet spot because people will be willing to spend that much. It's not a thousand, right? So many people talk themselves out of selling a thousand, but it is enough that you can make a really good launch out of it. And that's the one I'm putting a lot of paid ads. I haven't put paid ads behind the 49 and I haven't put paid ads behind the 149. When we relaunched the marketing map, I had hands off, did nothing, one funnel with Facebook ads and launched it again. This is the 1497 one you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Give us a sense of that, right? So we would tell people it's kind of hard to run an evergreen paid ad campaign on a course that's south of maybe 200 bucks because Mm. the cost per acquisition, the price is so low, it's hard to break even. Now, when you look at the lifetime value of that customer, if you've got that kind of sophisticated tracking on the back end, it could still make sense because you'll escalate them over time. But just on that one funnel alone, which is really what we want to do with paid acquisition is yes. if we can at least make money on that very first buy, then everything from that point in the future is gravy. And it's like you can spend as fast as you can to acquire new email addresses and stuff. But the 1497 one, that one is super valuable. You've proven that you've got a webinar that will sell that. So give us an idea of what do you expect from like a closing percentage? How many people register for one of these webinars? Mm -hmm. How many show up? How many actually buy? How long does it take? And then at the end of the day, what percentage of people might actually buy something at that price point? Yeah. So the rule of thumb is that you will sell from eight to 12% of the people who are on the webinar. I remember, I think it was Russell Brunson said, if you sell over 12%, email me right away because I need to know what you're doing. And he sells a lot of things. So I 
have a really high close rate. So I have had a few webinars. This is on a live webinar. When I do live, I sell better. That's why I like to do five or six lives because then I choose the one where I really nailed it. And that's the one I put for the replay. So when we relaunched the marketing map a year later, actually we did it six months later. I think we needed to do it a year because my audience hadn't grown enough, but we relaunched it for 10 days and it made 60K in 10 days. And I only put $1,000 behind the ads. So that's not too bad. That was a nice 10 day thing. And I did nothing for that one, but I closed at about 12%. I would say I've had one webinar. I think it was just a really engaged audience where I closed at 15. And then I had one webinar where I closed, I think at eight. And that felt like the biggest failure. It's really hard to pick yourself back up after a webinar because you do put so much into it. So you have to give yourself now, is this eight out of a hundred people or is this 80 out of a thousand people? Like yeah, I usually many? have about 500 people on the webinars. So that means like a thousand are registering? Yeah, yeah, so a thousand like a th- to 1400 and then they'll rewatch. About 20% rewatch, maybe 15 not rewatch, but watch it. They don't come on live. They you watch the replay. Mm-hmm. Right. But I don't sell as well on the replays because you want to give those bonuses live. So when they're watching it live or the first time they see it, you give them access to bonuses. And I've heard that the bonuses are almost as important as the course. So making sure you have bonuses that truly are what your absolute ideal client wants and cannot say no to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So you have 1,400 register, 500 show up, and then 10% would be 50 people. So you might sign up somewhere around 50 people out of Mm -hmm. that live, then you'll have another 20%. So maybe another 200 people watch the replay and then you'll get some smaller fraction of those people. 10% of them as well. Yeah. Eight to 10. Mm -hmm. Okay. And these aren't evergreen. So these aren't always running. You've always done a couple launches a year and you've done the launch model. Yeah. The profitable portfolio, which I'm creating now, that one will be my first evergreen because it's the perfect formula for evergreen. It doesn't need a big emotional hit to buy. It's a very technique-based course. And I think sometimes we have these technique-based courses that sell really easily, like I'm teaching editing, I'm teaching this. Whereas some people try and sell mindset or grand ideas or these bigger things. And I think you really do need that one-to-one connection with your client. So the profitable portfolio, you could know me or not know my reputation and still understand the value that's being led here just from seeing my work and my accolades. You know, my list of publications already show this woman is qualified to teach this. When you get up to into 1,500, 2,000, my group coaching is 4,500 a person. They really need to have that experience with you. And most of my coaching clients have been following me for a while and really know and trust me. Mm-hmm. And then Facebook ads and stuff. So are you doing a lot of that now? Or is that more like you're learning that space in terms of driving? Yeah, I'm really good at Facebook ads. I know when to launch them. I haven't run them full time, but we did recently, starting in January, start a lead magnet that's really great. It's for teaching people how to have an epic website, 10 things to have, 10 things not to get rid of immediately. And that's my website. I relaunch it every single year. Having launches in your business that people look forward to, I think is something that can really build your brand and get people who may not have bought from you previously to buy from you because they get really drawn into the story of your business and how it serves them. So we do that as a lead magnet that we've started since January. 
And then with the profitable portfolio, I have a budget, usually around three to five grand a month from where my business is and how I want to scale it that I'll be doing ads for. And this one, I'm going to do the launch and everything straight off the bat with ads. So that's for six weeks. It's like Mm -hmm. three to five grand over the course of six weeks. Maybe. I would say three to five grand a month. Yeah. So if I go into six weeks, I was planning on doing it for a month and then taking it into the evergreen funnel and see how that does. Gotcha. Well, I know I'm excited because you haven't been through our phase three event yet. I don't think have you? No, yeah. I need to sign up for that one. Yeah, that's the one where we get into all of Facebook ads and Google and SEO and like all the paid traffic stuff. So where do you want people to go, Darcy? That's a good segue. Where should they go? That lead magnet sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I think they should grab the lead me. magnet. So go to yeah. DarcyBenincosa.com and hit on freebies and it'll be there. Uh-huh. I like it. And so Very just one last- Italian last name, sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So I have just like an honest question for you. This is my last question. You've been very successful in your vertical. You've also been successful at teaching people how to do this. You have a great personal brand. Why did you get involved with Brand Builders Group as a client? Like you do really well at so much of this stuff. And I also met you somewhere else and you were a paying client there as well. And so clearly there is something that even though you do a lot of this really well, you're a great teacher, but have you always been into learning as well like that and personal development and self-development? I'm just curious about that. Yeah, no, that's such a good question. I met you at Lewis Houses Mastermind and we met the first night over dinner and I just really liked how you presented yourself with me. And then when you taught us the next day, I thought, this is a radically amazing teacher. And as a teacher myself, who Mm. I feel is radically amazing, I have very high standards for teachers and there are not a lot who compel me to join their program. So even though you met me in a mastermind, that was my first time. And I'm really picky about who I learn from where I felt that brand builders could really help me is to pivot a little bit from where I have been and I want to pivot into a new area as well, a different type of client in a way starting over. So I have my beautiful photography audience, but I think all of us expand and grow and we learn to serve those ones really well. Like my photography business and the way I serve them is almost on autopilot. I'm just so knowledgeable and in that space, but as a human I want to expand and grow. And there's Mm. a new book that I want to write that has nothing to do with photography. Mm. You and I have talked about it. We've already mapped out all the pillars and I really wanted to pivot into that. And when I heard you talk about business, I knew you were the teacher for me. So it was a very easy yes. I think I went up to you right after you laid out some things. I said, I'm in. What do you offer? Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I don't know what, but here's my credit card. Let's do something. And it's been such an honor and I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for the world to hear about your book. It's so great and awesome. And I think you're actually coming to our phase one event. Is it this week? No, I did phase one in January. You did phase one in January and and then you did podcast power and then captivating content. And I will say for everybody listening, if you have any desire to pivot, if you're already a brilliant business person in your niche, but you feel very called, I feel very called that the next phase of my life is going to be dealing more with women's empowerment, body positivity, with a lot of things like that. If you feel called to another evolution of yourself, going back through phase one with fresh eyes. I could do phase one with my photography business with my eyes closed, but it was a challenge while I was there to think of myself in a new 
way and as a new kind of leader to do that because I see my vision for 10 years and your vision for 10 years was very compelling. And my vision for my 10 years is very compelling as well. So that I think is really key with what you're teaching is it's applicable no matter how much money I've made, no matter what an influencer I am, how many people buy things from me, going back and starting at the beginning with your idea, with your passion, making sure it's still aligned. That's what Brand Builders has really given to me. Plus you guys are the real deal. And I can spot an influencer who is not the real deal from a mile away. And you really resonate with me. And I just know I can learn from you and AJ both. You've been nothing but giving and amazing uh-huh. and wonderful. And I tell everybody I know about you guys. Well, we're so grateful for that. And I think that to us is the highest compliment is people like you who are getting value from what we're doing. And then for you to come today, I think we could literally turn this recording into a course if we wanted to. This one hour (laughs) could easily be at least a couple hundred dollar course of what you've shared of just how you price it and what's included and how you sell it and different models and how you started. I mean, this has been so extraordinarily generous. And I know you peeled off with a bunch of people who were at our event and just poured into them for an hour. That's who you are and that's your heart. And so we love that. And we're just excited to be a part of what happens with Darcy Benincosa and Next Generation. So yeah, I'm excited too. And I will just end listeners with this. If you truly feel called to teach and to serve Courses can be such a beautiful way, and I still have such real connection with everyone buying my course. And there's nothing better than seeing someone have epic success and grow their business because of something you were able to teach them, because of an aha you were able to give them. And I believe that there is enough for me to be an amazing wedding photographer and anybody else who has that heart's desire to be a wedding photographer. I do not believe that me teaching this stuff means that there's any less for me to have. And that has been such a beautiful realization and nothing I love more than success stories of my clients who have taken and gone through my courses and have restructured their business to make more money and have more impact and have more passion. So that's the power of teaching and being a powerful teacher. And courses are the best way to do that. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Darcy Benincosa. Darcy, thank you so much. We wish you all the best. You too. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free lifetime access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we will get you set up with free lifetime access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation.